Welcome back to Baytown Engage. Today we want to bring you a special election episode talking to voters this year, asking them certain questions, hearing what they're going to do this year with COVID restrictions and how they plan on getting to the polls. What is your name, age, and are you a first time voter or repeater? My name is Donald. I am 24 years old and this is my first time voting. Hi, my name is Lisa. I'm 47 years old and I'm a repeat voter. My name is Roop. I am 23 and I am a repeat voter. My name is John. I am 44 years old and I am a repeat voter. My name is Kim. I'm 46 and I'm a repeat voter. My name is Samuel. I'm 41 and I will be a repeat voter. My name is Chasley. I'm 37 and I'm a repeat voter. As a first time voter, what made you decide to vote this year? The kind of climate that we're in. As a repeat voter, are you doing anything different this year? Absentee, early, drive through etc. The options are numerous. Because of my parents and COVID, we're either going to do a drive through or a definitely early voting. No, I am not. I am doing things differently this year because this is a different kind of year. And safety with regards to COVID is very important to me, to my family, and to the, the very few friends that I've had the chance to see in person this year. I would have liked to have done the mail-in voting, but I, I either got lost on the state's website and couldn't figure out how to do it um, or missed the deadline. Either way, I'm currently looking into the, the safest way that I, that I can vote and make my vote be heard. Yes, I plan to vote early. I'm going to go at 7 a.m. when the polls open. Outside of wearing a mask at the polls and possibly gloves, I really do not see any change in how I'm going to vote this year. I'll be there as soon as the polls open for early voting. A little. I always go for early voting, but this time I plan to be there when they open on the first day. Has the pandemic had any effect on your voting method this year? Not really. I mean, I, we have to wear the mask and everything, but, you know, I'll just be as cautious as possible. Yes. <laughs> because of my parents and, of course, myself, social distancing is a must. The pandemic has definitely had an effect on my voting method. Normally, I don't think about it. Normally, it's it's kind of a fun thing that I look forward to, and I, I go on election day. I like it when there's a line of people. I like the, the energy around voting, and obviously that didn't work this year, so so it's definitely had effects on our, our the way that we're voting. I think I'm being more careful. I did vote in person a few months ago. I don't really think it's going to change how I vote. The pandemic really hasn't had an effect other than the fact that I will be there when the polls open. I won't put it off. I'm going earlier than usual to avoid the crowds, and I'm prepared to leave and come back another day if there's a long line. Also, I might be wearing two masks if the people around me aren't distancing. How do you educate yourself on the candidates running for office? We have a reference here in the library, the vote411.org thing. I Google, and also the League of Women's Voters, the Voters Guide, is wonderful. I go ahead and see who's going to be on the election ballot. Texas Tribune gives a giant list, and I go ahead and try to research most of them. And when I go to actually vote, whoever I can't remember, I just skip. I educate myself on the candidates that are running for office by mostly by going to each candidate's uh, individual website and trying to sort through, you know, trying to sort through some of the the hyperbole and the fluff that you, you have to sort through in order to get to the facts. Because what's important to me is where each individual candidate stands. You know, the planks and the platform thing, like that's, it's important to me to know, like, what is their belief on issue, you know, X, Y, and Z. I like to use the voters guide from the League of Women Voters. I read a lot of newspapers and I check in with a lot of local political organizations that I'm involved in to see what candidates they back. And also do a lot of independent research via the vote411.org website, which is the League of Women Voters. 
I use the League of Women Voters site, which is vote411.org. I also enjoy the Houston Chronicles endorsements. Uh, when it seems close, I do a news search to see if they've been mentioned in the news. And once or twice, I've tracked down their personal Facebook accounts. Why is voting important to you? I would like to be a part of the decision-making process, you know? That's how democracy is supposed to work, so I would like to have my hand in that and also, you know, have my voice be heard. Voting is important to me because I am an American of, a, of Mexican descent, and I want my voice to be heard. If there needs to be a change, it is our responsibility to vote and change it. Because I really do believe that every vote counts. Even if the person I vote for doesn't get elected, the person who doesn't get elected can see how popular he or she was. Uh, voting's important to me because it's a fundamental right. It's the bedrock of things that are, are really, really good about this country and this, this system of government. No matter the level of influence that I may have in an election, no matter how big or small, to feel like I can play a part in a role, no matter if we're talking a fraction of a fraction of a percent, but to feel like my voice is heard gives legitimacy to me as a person is how I feel and everybody that gets to vote. It's definitely a gift to get to vote. And so I feel like it's a really important thing to do. I think voting is important because voting affects change. Voting's important to me because it's the one time you really get an active voice as a normal citizen. While I know the presidential race is always the one that pulls out the most voters, it is really important to be involved in local elections that change policy in your neighborhood and your state or your county. Those are really important and really a reason to get your voice heard. Let's be honest, I am a cis middle class white woman. Not a lot of my rights are in danger, but I fostered and adopted kids who were none of these things. And that's made me more aware and more passionate than ever about putting people in office who will fight as hard for their rights as for the rights of people like me. You know, I ask all these questions to all these wonderful people people, but I want to answer them myself if you don't mind. So my name is Erlene. I am 42 years young and I am a repeat voter. This is not my first time. Uh, I started voting actually in 2000. I turned 18 in 1996 and missed that election. So I was able to vote at the ripe age of 22 and vote that year. And it was the Al Gore versus the George Bush election. And for me, I'm going to do early voting, get it out the way, did all my research and I want to get it out the way just you know with everything going on with covid and this election being so intense i wanted to get my information use my knowledge and use the resources that are provided this year which are amazing an extra week to early vote to get it done the pandemic has opened my eyes to bigger issues i think a lot of us only focus on the big elections and i'm really now focusing more so this year on our local elections as well um how did i educate myself i just started reading and researching everything i could and why is voting important to me? My family are immigrants and I wanted to utilize what they couldn't utilize. And I wanted to use what everyone before me, a person of color that I am, I wanted to make sure that I made my voice being heard, not because I'm only a woman, but being a black woman, the rights have been laid out for me and it came with blood, sweat and tears and death. And I wanted to make sure that I utilize my vote. And for your information, polling locations for Baytown area residents, Cody Baptist Church, Church, the Fellowship Hall on 5606 Wade Road and Lee College Gymnasium on 200 Lee Drive. And as we close, please listen to our previous episode as our city clerk highlights all your election options this year. Which is why we're here today is elections. We are the elections administrator for the city of Baytown and for its two special districts, um, the Crime Control and Prevention District and the Fire Control Prevention Emergency Medical Services District. Thank oh, that's goodness. a mouthful. Yeah. Yeah, that, has a, 
that has an acronym. <laughs> and I know, Eileen, even though you're retired, you've yes. kind of been Letty's mentor. You guys are always together, so you've got a close relationship. Yes, and sure. you still serve in a capacity you have a lot to do with, are in charge of, very involved in elections. Yes, I have been for over 20 years involved in elections. I work closely with Letty for the city of Baytown elections. And uh, every two years, I've worked with Lee College on their elections as well, the administrative part of, of Lee College elections. And what, this is 2020? What, yeah. We're in September now? Yeah. Yes. Which yes. means November 2020 <clears throat> is just around the corner. Right. Well, it's a lot closer than you'd think because early voting was extended by an additional week by the governor. So early voting begins October 13th. So it's right around the corner. So with everything going on with elections, your job has, it's like the keeper of all things. You're the keeper of all records and everything wonderful. And then the most important thing going on with elections goes with officials from top to bottom. Mm -hmm. How stressful is it right now with everything going on with COVID, having to readjust and do everything differently, getting everyone to the polls to get everything done, making sure you have everything in place for them. So how different is it for you this election year compared to other years? We were actually talking about that during lunch and that it is incredibly different and yet not. Because there are some things, and she and I talked about this, the election code, which is the laws that govern how elections are administered, is very clear. It doesn't change. It's kind of like that guiding light. However, within that, there are some abilities to expand, tweak, kind of modify. And she and I were discussing just how much Harris County has gone above and beyond to look at ways of expanding the ability for people to vote because of COVID, because of the social unrest that we have in our country and this idea of people feeling disenfranchised or not being able to vote or someone taking their vote. I think Harris County has done an exceptional job of changing that paradigm and saying, no, if you want to vote, we have a mechanism by which you can vote. And so I think they've done a, a really great job. They do. Yeah. I mean, that is one professional organization. So let's say I have no idea what I need to do. What's in place for people to get a chance to vote. They ask those questions. I have no way of getting there. I don't know what I need to do. So what can you tell people? This is all your options on ways to vote come October 13th to do it early. So where are your options for voting? Well, for one thing, mail ballots is the question in all of the news media that I'm listening to right now. And they have enhanced that process within the law so that it has been made easier for people. As Letty said, also we have in-person voting. That starts on October 13th, runs through October 30th. We have over 100 locations for early voting and over 800 locations on election day for election day voting. That is in person. Mail ballots, they have made it easier in that you can complete your application. Those applications are online at harrisvotes.com. You can download that, complete the application. They've made it possible for you to hand deliver mm -hmm. your application to certain locations. Um, I believe there are 10 of them. Yes, and uh, you also, when you complete your ballot, you may hand carry your ballot in. It does not necessarily 
necessarily have to be mailed. Of course, you have the option to mail your application in or the ballot once you have completed it. You just need to be very certain that you complete the ballot, read all the directions. You know, when we were in school, how when we were going to take a test, everybody said you need to read all of the directions mm-hmm. before you start. Same thing. You need to read everything that's before you, before you begin to complete your early ballot. And that goes for in-person as well. You need to really pay attention to your ballot. You mm-hmm. want that to be done correctly. One question. If I have zero computer access, I'm not able to come to the amazing library to get computer access. Am I able to call to get that ballot mailed to me so I can do a mail-in ballot? You could call to and ask for the application. You okay. always have to complete the application. And there's another thought. You must be registered to vote to in order to complete that application. Mm-hmm. That's the very first thing. Right. So you would want to be sure that you're registered to vote. You can check that on uh, the voter registrar site, which is uh, Harris County Tax Collector Office. They handle voter registration. So you could go call them. They have a number there, too. You could call the local office and ask for that number if they can't help you at the local office. I don't know, you know, how much of the election process they really, really handle at the local office. So probably they would give you the office to Mm -hmm. the telephone number to the main office to help you out there. So we're set up in our (coughs) office that anybody who walks in the door or calls us, we walk them through. And the first thing that I always ask is, are you registered to vote? Right. Well, I don't know. Okay, well, come on in and we're going to check to see if you're registered to vote. If they're registered to vote, I print up the card so that they can see it. And a lot of people, and I just had one two weeks ago, came in and said, I need to register to vote. And I and I said, are you sure? Did you ever? And we sat down, we went through, we found her, her voter registration. I printed it up and she said, I have never voted in my life. And I said, well, this is your first step. You have your voter registration card. And our office, all the girls in our office, we're going to be open, you know, from seven to seven to assist voters but we're also available during I mean you can call us today and we're going to try and help you as much as possible because in some of the things that we've learned lately particularly in marginalized communities is the lack of accessibility to the internet to having a computer and and so our job is to make sure that any of our citizens who are interested in voting have that information and feel that we're providing the best service that we can so if worst case scenario don't know where to go just come and see us at City Hall and we will assist you as much as we can to ensure that if you want to vote, you can. And Letty's office is in City Hall in mm-hmm. Baytown, but also just down the street is the library. And we, we're not quite as good. We're not mm-hmm. as, as trained in elections, but we have computer access and our staff too will help you look up things. And a big thing we used to do for people all the time, especially on election day, is they needed to know their polling location. Mm-hmm. And we looked that up, but things have changed. And that's one of my favorite things now. Talk about the change about, I don't know what it's called. They're called countywide voting locations. locations. Now, I just want to clarify, countywide polling locations are available in Harris County only. Chambers County does not have that capability. So if you're a resident of Baytown that resides in Chambers County, you will have to vote at your precinct. But anybody living in Harris County, and I love this so much because a barrier to voting mm-hmm. um, to a lot of people was just 
just figuring out where do I go? Where do I go? Right. Well, and locations change. So if you go to the school district early college election in May and then go to a November election, the polling locations are different. And so, I mean, we've had people who walk in and I voted here for the last 10 years. Yeah, but that was in the May election, not a November election. So the countywide polling locations, this is, is it the second year? Yes, including the uh, runoff, this last runoff, yeah. they they had the countywide yeah. uh, polling locations. And mm-hmm. then for the primary, which was a big, big, big. Uh, thing, you could use the countywide polling locations. It's wonderful. I, th- I think that's very well accepted because people are happy. If you work in Houston, live in Baytown, well, there may be a, pa- a countywide polling location next, next door, door or down the street, yeah. and you can vote during the day mm-hmm. sometime. You know, you're out for lunch or something like that. So that has been very well received. So it's the same idea as early voting. If you're a registered voter of Harris County, you can pick any location, any of the 806 locations that they have right now and say, okay, schedule your time. Okay, I know that's on my way to work. I know that I'm going to go get my hair done on Saturday. I can just walk over and vote there. Another thing that I think is really kind of extraordinary about what Harris County has done is what they've done with early voting is really revolutionary. There will be seven, I think they told us seven. Seven places Mm -hmm. open till 10. Open till 10. There will be two locations that will be 24 hours prior to Election Day. So they'll start at 7 o'clock in the morning on Thursday morning, and the polls will close Friday at 7 p.m. So, I mean, that is just, if you get up at, you're insomniac, you get up at 3 in the morning and you want to head over to NRG and vote, you're welcome. I mean, that is how how much they've thought outside of the proverbial box, and I think that's just fantastic. That helps with the overnight workers, those shift workers who get off and are missing or waiting in line for these polls. That's a big, big help. And the early voting, we're spoiled, I think, in Texas. For long as I can remember, you might remember better, Eileen, like how long has been early voting, but a two-week period, and now you said it's going to go to three weeks. Some states, and I didn't know this until I listened you know, to the radio, some states don't have early voting or have very small early voting periods. Mm-hmm. But three weeks this time around and the hours they're giving, there are no excuses. excuses. Yeah, there are well, extended hours and there's extended time frame. There's a drive through There will yes, be drive through locations. They're going to have That's how I got married, drive- by the way. <laughs> There will be drive through locations. We just haven't pinned down. I don't believe they've given us uh, the numbers that they will have, but there will be drive through locations. And that's super interesting. Why do you think people wait till Election Day with with such a big window? And you're always at the polls. I mean, I see you. You're my greeter. Uh, And I live in Houston and work in Baytown. And I always vote in Baytown because I get to see Eileen. But... Why do you think people wait for Election Day? You see those lines, you see those pictures on the news, and I think they know that they could have been doing this for two weeks before. I think it's because Americans are generally lazy. <laughs> I mean, you really it, want it to is know. What it is. But it's just just the way some people think about well, going into a restaurant. How, how late is the restaurant? Ten. Okay, so I'm I'm walking in at five till. You know. Wow. So I, I just think it's the individual, the way they think about time. It's not you know that that important. So then they wait until the the very last minute, and and in the past they have been in lines that were circling some polling location, mm-hmm. yeah. either in Baytown or in Houston. But I, I really think it's just kind of uh, uh, the attitude about time, the procrastination. You know, yeah, yeah, that, that, well, yeah. That word is actually the word that fits best. Yeah, <laughs> I don't like people very much, and I don't like waiting in line, so I early vote always. And then we yeah. get upset that we're waiting in the line. Like, well, you waited until <laughs> you actually waited 
until last minute. Which right. is why I think we I think I think we need to do a better job of and one of the reasons that we reached out to you guys was because we need to do a better job of letting people know you have options. You have options. And these are those options. And then you can work to identify what works best for you. Is it a mail in? Is it a drive through? Is it at seven o'clock in the morning? Is it 10 o'clock at night? All of those things. And, and that's why we're working so hard to have our uh, website up to date, to be able to link people to the information, to provide the, the hands-on service over the phone and in person. We know that English and Spanish, weren't. we don't know Vietnamese and, and Chinese, but if we need to, we'll find someone uh, to help. And I think it really is, it's not just about, I know outreach is used a lot kind of for everything and it, it somehow has lost its true meaning. But when we talk about outreach, it's really getting the information out to the people who need it the most. And that's what we're trying to do. That's fantastic. You mentioned earlier um, the voter registration card that you'd printed one for somebody. I know I'm a registered voter, and I also know I have zero idea where my voter registration card is, and I also am not worried about it. Tell me why I know that I'm not supposed to worry about that. Because uh, they are in Texas. Under Texas law, there are seven forms of identification that you must present in order to vote. These are a photo ID for the most part, and if I can remember them all, let's see here. You have your driver's license of course. That's what most voters use. It's handy, you know, accessible. But if you uh, do not have a driver's license and you have a Texas ID, then you may use that form. Also, there's an election certificate issued. I believe it's issued through DPS as well. People who have handgun licenses, those are acceptable because there's a photo on that document. And there are many members of military and they have a photo ID. ID, as long as it's photo ID issued by the military, and the voter would be able to use that as uh, an identification. And of course, the old standby passports. Mm-hmm. Passports have been around forever. It's photo ID, and you may use your passport. Those are I believe I covered the seven. So there's a really interesting thing. So in the state of Texas, there was, at one point, there was this idea that you couldn't, having to have a photo ID disenfranchised certain people. And then they came up with the election certificate. Well, in order to get that election certificate, you had to show that you were born in the United States. In the state of Texas, there is such a thing as a birth certificate for election purposes, and it's free. So you can get that from the local registrar identifying that you need it for election purposes and we code that in and it's free. Oh, that's good to know. Oh, I thought I thought about one other. I know I I kept thinking I missed one and it's uh citizenship. Oh, Your citizenship oh, yeah. paper. Yes, it has your ID on it and uh there are many people who might want to use that. So it's Do you want to tell them about provisional voting if all else fails? Right. In Texas, if you go into a polling location and you do not have your ID. Well, I'll I'll speak about two things. Uh, One is a RID, which is gives you a second chance to vote if you do not have your photo ID. If you can present a document that when you go in and they look you up, they know that you're registered to vote. You have to be registered to vote to use this. Uh, It's a RID. And they will ask you, well, do you have your voter registration certificate with you? And if, if the person does, then they 
they can complete the writ, and they still would be allowed to vote. And they would need, if they didn't have the voter registration certificate, they would need a government document, They or they could use their payroll check, mm-hmm. or they could use your rental receipt, or your utility bill, mm-hmm. City of Beta. Documents such as these are, are listed there, and they, uh, the people at the polling place will help you. If you don't have it, you can always, they will cancel uh, you, and you can, you know, go back home and get the information that you need. You can do that also if, if for some reason you do not have your driver's license, but you have a driver's license, you just go back home and get it and come back and, and you'll be allowed to vote because you have the proper, you know, identification. Provisional is another way that the voter is protected and the voter may actually vote. Now, one thing it will do, it will get you registered to vote if you are not. Mm-hmm. This means when you came in, either you did not have your ID or you had your ID and you are not showing up as having been registered to vote. So in that case, then they'll ask you to go speak to the judge and the judge will explain to you that you have another option. That option is to complete the provisional ballot affidavit. You complete that affidavit and the judge completes their part and they will call the county to, or probably now and they probably would have it online if you're actually voting, you know, in person there. They would look that up and you would step up. Once you have completed your affidavit and the judge checks it, then they'll just take you right back to the front and you will be able to vote. The only provisional thing about that is there is a committee or group, a board, that will look at all of the provisionals and they'll look at these in accordance with the state law. And then they will make a decision on whether or not under state law that vote should be counted. If they accept the vote, they'll send you a letter telling you it's accepted. They'll tell you why. If it's rejected, they'll send you a letter telling you why. So all of these different processes and provisions are made available to the citizens of Texas. That is fantastic. There's a lot. lot. They've thought thought this out. So if you want to vote... You can vote. Yeah. 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 That's a lot. I, so let me ask this question because it's a little controversy in the news lately. Hey, Letty, what if I wanted to vote twice? So, like, all of yeah. the locations are open in Harris County. So, I'm going to go vote in Baytown and then I'm going to head back home to Houston and I'm going to vote again. So, the system is actually really, really robust. All of that information, because yeah. we are in a joint election, it, it all goes back to, you know, that one motherboard. Mm-hmm. And so, if a person has voted in Baytown and tries to go do that in Houston, first of all, it's illegal. And yeah, I, do I actually. You shouldn't do that. For the record, I wasn't actually going to do it. I just sure. wanted to know sure. how I was going to get caught. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. So it'll sh- it'll show because it's all in the same yes. da- database. Now, a really interesting thing is, and Eileen and I were also talking about this, is whenever you request an application, a ballot by mail, and you have an outstanding ballot in the mail ballot, you have to turn that in in order to okay. vote in person. How and does that work? There are two processes in Texas. We're talking about if we're talking about early voting, and uh, you go in to vote, and you've asked for a ballot. What they will do when you come up to the station, the clerk will bring it up, and right away, it's going to see requested mail ballot. So during early voting, there may be an opportunity where you you could come in, and what you would do then you go uh, usually to the judge's station. They may handle it 
differently. But either way, you have to apply to cancel your mail ballot, your application. So you apply, you sign that, you know, it's just a couple of, one signature and a line you have to fill in, and then they'll, they'll allow you to vote. Now, the only way they would not is if all while we're voting, they're receiving all of this mail, they have early voting ballot boards that are meeting. Well, they're accepting or rejecting all day long. So if they have met and they have looked at and decided something about the ballot that you have mailed in, then no, you would not be able to vote. That goes back to this statement, oh, well, I'll just vote again. You will not be able to. You would be stopped at that point. And so the, there's no way for you to get around it, whether it's mail or in person or no. But even at all 800 locations, no. that was funny. Even the frustration is when people try to not intentionally double vote is because, mm-hmm. well, I'm not sure if the mail's going to get it there, it's coming, or I'm mm-hmm. waiting. Because right now, mail has taken a very long time mm-hmm. to come to anyone. And with elections and the anxiety of getting your vote counted, mm-hmm. I can see the kind of crossing of, yes. well, yeah, I applied for a mail ballot, but I haven't gotten yes. it yet. And all of those. Yes, but those there, there is an answer, you know, for that. Also, we talked about, we were talking about early voting. On election day, it changes. If you have applied for a mail ballot, if you go to the polls on election day, you need to have that ballot to turn in. Turn it in. Yep. Then you will be able to vote. If you do not have it, that's when the provisional ballot, again, you have to use a provisional ballot because you've already asked for a mail ballot. Uh, there's no way of knowing if you've it, you've mailed it in, what has happened with that ballot at that point. So if you do not have your ballot, then you would have to vote provisionally and they would go through and if the ballot that you mailed was timely, you know, then it would be counted. Otherwise, they would not be able to count it under law. But on election day, the process is a little bit different. Mm -hmm. A little bit different. But again, I'm just struck by like how well thought out this has been. (laughs) Do you see how she's like an an elections encyclopedia? So we should play elections trivial pursuit. And the yeah. thing about it is people do not know. They have I mean it's not that it's not out there, you can't access it and find this out, but I think when it gets multi layered and you are of one generation or the other, you don't want to deal with all of that. And so it's like I you just throw your hands and go, I'll just wait till next year. Like, no, don't wait till next time. Do it now. So That's right. Go right now and register to vote yes. if you are not registered. I to believe vote. the deadline is October Fifth. Yeah, October fifth. And that's and the library has plenty. Lots of voter registration cards. I think City Hall has some. If you don't know if you're registered to vote, you can call us and we'll check yeah, for you. Because yeah. um, you don't want to find out after October 5th because yes. after October 5th, it's too late. Registration usually closes 30 days or something like yes. that. It takes about 30 days. Election. Yes. So it's something you need to be thinking about now. And clearly it's a presidential race. Um, yes, yes. Which, so there'll be high turnout. But locally, what are we looking at for choices? So locally, we have general and special elections. So the city of Baytown has single member districts four, five, and six. Four is uncontested. So we will be certifying that before council and she will be elected to the 
the position for all intents and purposes. And then we have District Number Five, which the incumbent uh, Councilmember Hoskins is not running for re-election. So we have three new candidates, and we also have the same thing happening for District Six. Councilmember Himsel decided he did not want another term, and so we have a contested election, and we have three candidates. So I'm excited to see what comes into the council because you always want to have different perspectives, different opinions, and it's when you have a diversity of thought and generations and things like that where you start seeing Baytown really come together and and create something, you know, hopefully bigger, better, and more wonderful. So what else do we have going on with City city Clerk's Office? Besides elections, what else are you handling right now that's really interesting and in the know and in the news we should know about? So before we move off uh, elections, I do want to tell you one thing that's really important. This will be the first election where people will not be able to vote straight ballot. I was going to ask about that. I had heard some rumblings, but I wasn't sure where we were at on that. Yes. You will not be able to vote straight ticket. You will not be able to click Republican and have everything Republican. You won't be able to click Democrat and have everything Democrat. You will have to go and look and vote for each individual. You don't have to vote for each race. But if you're if you want to vote on that race, you must do so. And let's let's talk about that too. How do you how do people get information on the candidates, the all the things that are on the ballot? What's a good resource? So the Bay Area League of Women Voters always puts out an informational, it's not pamphlet because it's a book, of all of the candidates based on specific questions that they ask. And it's it's not partisan. It's just very kind of fact-based on, on how they answer the questions. And they'll be dropping some off at City Hall. We're going to look at putting that up on our website. And just as it's not the end-all and be-all, but it is a good place to start because it, it'll show you who is running in your, in your area. Another wonderful feature is the idea of sample ballots. Oh, I was going to say that too. I use it. I call it practice. I'm practice voting. <laughs> yes. I always practice vote in my office before I go to the actual poll. Yes. So t- yeah. talk about where someone can find a sample ballot. I, I recommend practice voting yeah. a lot because what it does is a lot of times people don't know what's actually in their jurisdiction. So based on where you live, Harris County and Chambers County create a ballot specific to you. So you can get your sample ballot off of the Harris County vote. Uh, Harris vote. HarrisVotes.com or org. And we will have a link on our website also to get people to where they need to be. If they come to our office and they want to see their sample ballot, we'll we'll print that up for them. So will the library. So will the library. But what I think is really interesting is when we think of elections, we think of just candidates. But there are propositions on these ballots that is important for people to to know, am I in favor or am I not in favor? You know, when you have a constitutional amendment, those are huge. And people are like, what? Yeah, what? and when you're reading it at the poll on the little machine you don't in a know tiny what print, that you have That's no you have idea. Do your, homework, yeah. do, your, do your practice ballot ahead of time and do your yes. research and, and look ask into questions. Those and, ask questions. Yeah. yeah, so we have two propositions. We have the reauthorization of CCPD and fire control, which is it comes up for re-election every five years. And we've had it since 2006. And it helps fund the I, uh, yeah. Yeah. I think, yes, it's a special uh, sales tax, sales and use tax. It's not a property tax. It's uh, if I go, you know, buy $100 worth of makeup, which I that would never have happen. never done. <laughs> uh, you should see her you know. lipstick right now. It's gorgeous. Hot pink, yes. You know, a, a portion of that sales and use tax goes to CCPD and fire control. And you may see it around town. You know, you'll see a, a fire truck and it says funded through fire control. It, it, it's helped with those kinds of things. Now, I can't advocate for or against it, but I can say it provides 
funds for the fire department and the Baytown Police Department. And it's on the ballot. And it is on the ballot. And if it is, if you vote for it, and then you're saying, yes, we want it to continue for another five years. If you vote against it, you say, no, I don't want it to continue for five years. If it is voted down, it will go away. If it's reauthorized and it goes for another five years, and then in five more years, we'll bring it back to you again. Everyone needs to remember, too, the sales tax is paid not only by residents of Baytown, but by the surrounding area of people who come into Baytown. All the people stopping shop. at Bucky's. Thank you. Bucky's. Yeah. 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 Thank, Thank you. Bucky's. Yeah. The, um, and before we move off elections, too, let's talk about COVID and the elections. I have heard a rumor that early voting is not where it has always been. It is not. So in the city of Baytown, for Harris County Traditional, traditionally it's always been in the community center. That is not the case. The city had to use the community center to house the utility billing staff to, you know, help all of the residents that, you know, with their utility bills and things because of COVID to social distance them and and things like that. So they weren't able to use the facility. And we worked with Lee College and the new polling location for early voting. And it will be on election day also is the gymnasium at Lee College off of Lee Drive, which we think is a wonderful facility. It's a beautiful facility and it'll be able to, it's large enough that it can do a little bit more of the social distancing, you know, have more equipment because of just the sure volume of people. So we're excited. What else for COVID? Like, have you heard, are masks going to be required? Are they going to space people out? Like precautions, like clean down the machines? What kind of things? So there will be precautions in the cleaning and wiping down and things like that. The staff is required to wear masks to be in the polling place. We cannot, however require a voter to wear a mask. Of course, the the presiding judge, if that person gets unruly and difficult, the presiding judge who's responsible for the polling location can request that the person leave. Um, However, they they must be allowed to vote prior to them exiting the polling place. And then, of course, we will wipe down and and clean and things like that. Uh, One of the things that happened, I think it was at one of our last elections, was the electioneering, the wearing of of hats and t-shirts. and That's something I think the general public doesn't know a lot about the rules about Mm -hmm. electioneering. Yeah, so, you know, everybody says, what's my First Amendment right? Well, it it ends when you walk into (laughs) the polling place. (laughs) What she's talking about is, like, the distance requirement where you can't be campaigning, like, advocating Mm -hmm. for or against anybody. Eileen's had a lot of experience with that. Uh, you are not allowed to campaign within 100 feet of the door of the entrance to the polling locations, and there are signs that are posted to that effect. Pa- uh, go beyond that sign, and yes, you may campaign. Also, if you're coming into the polling place and you have a shirt that has either a candidate or proposition or political a political ideology, a pol- yes, that plus maybe even a term that a candidate uses all of the time that is a associated with that candidate. I think what she's saying is don't wear your MAGA hat to the polling place. <laughs> you, no. you would not be able to wear that hat. Uh, you would need to turn it, you know, like inside outward. Then you take it off, turn it inside outward. And also that would apply. Uh, we've had people with shirts on and had them step out of the polling place and turn their shirt inside outward and things like that. You just can't come into the polling place because that is electioneering. And do people usually take that well when you ask them to turn their shirt inside out? Or? Uh, 
most of the time, most, they, of, the time, most yeah. of the time, I would say people are very good about fat. Of course, you know, it's like any other thing. There are occasions where people get uh, a little ruffled if you uh, ask them to do anything. Yes, yeah. You know, so, but we, we are able to handle those kinds of things, so... Do you have a bigger worry right now with everything going on? Everything. They're not, they don't have to wear a mask to come vote, mm-hmm. but everywhere else is making you wear a mask. And some people are very raw behind mm-hmm. it. A lot, lot of anxiety. Anxiety mm-hmm. with why aren't you wearing a mask? And then do you anticipate extra just stress, though, this up and coming early and day of election with all of that? You can't advertise. You can't campaign. You don't have to wear a mask. It can't make you. It's like all of that going on. Do you anticipate any type of just well, anything? I think happening. this whole election, this whole election, because of the layer that COVID brings to everything that we do, there's a really heightened sense of, of anxiety and fear, I think, with everything. And then, you know, as you go into elections, social unrest, misinformation on elections, all of these things, it takes it to another level. So, you know, part of our job is to, and and why we're always open, is to talk to people, walk them through, help them. At the polls, you're trained on how to deal with people. You're trained on, these are the rules, and these are your options. A doesn't work, you go to B. And it's kind of like when Eileen was explaining about, okay, if it's this, then you go here. If it's this, you go here. Harris County does a really good job, and so does Chambers County, of holding these big training sessions, big training sessions on what to do, how to do it, how do you respond, how and which we're going to be attending uh, just because we're nerds. Um, <laughs> they uh, love elections. Yes, but my hope is that people will see all of the different options. And if you have an anxiety of, of being around people, then do the drive-through, you know? Right. Maybe they'll give you fries and a soda with it. I don't know. <laughs> but you know that nobody's going to be there at 7 o'clock in the morning. Go vote. You know, th- there there's just so many options now that we hope people will find something that will be within their comfort zone. But most importantly, I think as, as an American, our responsibility is to be a part of the political and election process. And what a better way to participate than to vote. That's right. Thank you so much for listening to Baytown Engage. Be sure to subscribe to our show on Podbean, Apple, and Spotify. Stay tuned.